0: All right. And we're live. Yeah. Let's everybody.
1: There you go. Hey Jess, how are you doing tonight?
2: Good, how are you?
1: Good. We got um nine or ten people in here now, so I'll go ahead and introduce nice. you. So tonight we're joined by Jess Zernicki Holmes. She is the daughter of Kenneth Zernicki, who was found murdered uh, September twenty-fourth, twenty fifteen. Hello, Jess.
2: Hi. Hi.
1: <laughs> so, if you wouldn't mind, kind of tell us what life was like growing up with your dad?
2: Uh, very outdoorsy. Um, he loved being outside, anything, fishing, hunting, or getting ready for anything like that. Trapping. Um, loved painting the outdoors. His friends had houses or cabins on the lakes and he would paint for them. Um, yeah, very, very outdoorsy, very handsy, like we used to make jewelry. With his, with earrings, uh, make earrings out of the uh, lures, the fishing and lures. And oh, nice. Yeah. I think the and one he... that I specifically remember was a, um, like a peacock tail. And it was, I mean, as a kid, it it was huge. Looking back now, it was probably maybe like an inch to an inch and a half. But, you know, as like a five or six year old, it was, that it, it was hanging down. It was a huge on me.
1: <laughs> I, I actually forgot that, that you said he was an artist last time I talked to you um yeah do you still very, have very any very, of paintings and stuff
2: oh yeah i have a lot um quite a few of them made it through the fire surprisingly and all of them that uh i gave away to the friends or family um they still have them and i still have a box and a half or so oh, that's awesome yeah.
1: definitely an outdoorsman though huh
2: oh yeah for sure
0: must have been a really good like that. That's a great way for for bonding too, like that doing that out, outdoors stuff with your kids, and you know, learn a lot.
2: It, yeah, honestly, um, the most that I had ever learned about being outdoors was was with him. Uh, he ended up getting me my lifetime fishing license, which I just got laminated recently. I think he got it. Um, I it must have been like fourteen or fifteen at the time. A little bit after that, actually.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, right around this time, right? <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah, and that was the last time we had gone fishing together. Hmm. And that was one of the last few times I've gone fishing in general.
1: So you look like he was uh, you were his little buddy, huh?
2: All the time. Um, if you ask any, any of his friends or even my mom, uh, he would go and get the reels of tape developed from like, the disposable cameras and stuff, like four or five of them every week, and the majority of them was of me. And what as, wasn't that, it was like a quarter selfies and the rest was landscapes.
1: Yeah. Nice. So if you don't mind kind of going into, um, well, the night that, that he was found murdered, but also if there's anything that led up to that, that you know of?
2: At, at this point, there, there's nothing that I am aware of. Um, I can only guess that the day for him was like any other day. Um he got up, went to work. Came home um, <clears throat> around the time that I got the call was he must have uh, was just getting home from work, maybe cooking dinner because he was a very routine person. He had times for everything, just very, very routine. Um, so he was probably cooking dinner or getting ready to eat at that point. Uh, but he worked at the potato farm Irving. He drove one of the trucks.
1: Oh, OK. I was confused last time. Like I was thinking, like Irving Oil, or when you had told me. No,
2: no, the potatoes. Uh, yeah. So he he worked his way up, and he ended up driving the truck that just drove along. Uh, the machine that shot it into the back. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but uh, they ended up getting a decal. He said chief on it, and it's still on the truck that he used.
1: Oh, that's Uh, cool. cool.
2: Yeah, he did it for a very, very long time.
1: So we should say this happened in Caribou. So. Uh, that's definitely potato country up there right
2: oh yes for sure potatoes <laughs> some broccoli here or there
1: <laughs> right, no, sorry what,
2: um, <laughs>
3: what do you know
1: about what do you know about the night um how did it start um when did when were you notified that all that type of stuff
2: um i i was notified probably between like five and six 6 30 or so i got out of work at 6 but my phone had already had a bunch of messages i just hadn't checked them at that point um i stopped at the grocery store and then i went home <laughs> and in that time it was about a half hour by the time i got home i saw my uh, my cousin had messaged me a few of them did but the very first one that i saw was um a cousin that i'm really close with and uh, he's the only one that i actually like, trusted throughout this entire thing They told me that my dad's house was on fire and give him a call. So I did that. At that point, it was just, all right, your dad was found dead. Um, His house was on fire. And the the, uh, care room PD is going to be giving you a call in a little bit. And within 20, 30 minutes, they ended up giving me a call, telling me the same thing. And that I needed to make my way up there. So um, after they get everything done, their investigation, um, which at that point, they just thought it was, I don't know, something in cooking, maybe. They didn't think that it was intentional, um, like arson, basically. And so uh, they know when they they reached out
1: to you that he was in there at that time.
2: uh, Yeah, they said that they found a body and they needed me to come up there so they could turn the house over to me and then get a DNA sample to make sure that it was my dad Hmm. because it was he was very badly burned. How old were you? What was
1: that? How old were you at the time that you got this phone call? Twenty-one. Twenty-one years okay. old. Phone call that he needs to come up to, kind of get the DNA sample and turn it over to you.
2: Yeah, Sorry. and start the process of, um, you know, getting him like cremated and a burial. If that was something, so that's a um, little bit down there, <laughs> down the road. But <clears throat> excuse me, he um he was. Whew, okay. It's, it's been a hot minute since I've talked about this. Yeah, take um, your time. I'm sorry. So at that point, they just knew that he had passed, um, they didn't know what had happened, why he couldn't get out of the house, and that's they originally thought that was suspicious itself because it was two entrance or exits to the house that he could have gotten in or out of uh, by doors alone, and not to mention all the windows. Um, so that was it, a thers- Thursday. I ended up going up Sunday, and that's the time that I was like, hey, that's, I had, I didn't have a, a license at the time. I just got my license, I'm sorry, and I didn't have a car, so my cousin was like, hey, I'm in Portland, I'll pick you up, we'll go up, but I can't get off work till the next couple of days. We go up there, um, Saturday night, I was closing up, because I, I worked, I kind of um, dissociated for a little bit, and I still continued my two net shifts after that. And it was 10 minutes before close. And I got the phone call from the detective saying the autopsy was currently being done and that he was in Augusta. Um, and that information alone was rough knowing that my dad was so close, but it just, it wasn't him anymore. Um, yeah. And they're like, hey, it's, it's getting done tonight. We'll probably call you tomorrow with the results. And, all right, cool. Five minutes go by and he calls me back telling me it was a homicide. Wow. Um, that's all that they can release. Uh, I don't know a cause of death. I don't know um, anything other than it is a homicide and that his house was burned. They did say that there was an ignition site and when you go into the house you can see where that started in the living room.
1: In the living room? It,
2: it, yeah, it's it's weird because you you hear um, like detectives and like forensics analysts talk about um, what that site would be, but when you're standing in it, it's it's a little bit different. <laughs>
1: And where was he found in the house? Was he in the living room as well?
2: I still don't know that. That's still something that uh, they have not released.
1: Did they tell you what time the fire started?
2: Nope. Uh, They're pretty
0: pretty tight-lipped on just about all the details involved.
2: um, I think they have a roundabout time of when the neighbors called. But I think they're... It had to take a little bit to get roaring out of the windows like that. So mm. I mean there's an estimated time, but um I nothing definitive.
0: Oh uh, well, it- how close were were his neighbors to, to his house? Were they were they actually like right beside each other or
1: was it
2: Well uh yeah oh, so okay, here we go. yeah, can you are you able to zoom in? Well in between yeah, on the screen. But- okay. Um in between the two trees there, like and then there's the cemetery, um, right? where the dot is is his and literally right next to the other trees is there's another house right there that shares the driveway to the uh, cemetery. And they're the ones that called.
1: Okay. So the ones across the, the dirt road here.
2: Yes. Yep.
1: <laughs> we should they say were. that this major four lane highways route one. So it gets highly yep. traveled. And I, I think it was, was it around five o'clock or so they figured that I started.
2: Yeah, between five and five thirty, I think.
1: So on September twenty fourth, I'm assuming it's still light out.
2: Yeah. Yes, because I'm weirdly, uh, I remember this night and this day so vividly, because um, I, I had a weird feeling in the pit of my stomach around like eleven thirty in the morning, and I had work that day, and um, I ended up saying, "Hey, like I know my break, my lunch break is in like twenty minutes, but I need to go make some phone calls." I called my mom, I called my partner at the time, I called my best friends, they were all fine. And then I thought, well, my Grammy was getting up there, like, maybe I should try to get hold of her. At the time, nobody was able to answer. Like, nobody oh, wow. would have been available. So I was like, all right, I'll get a hold of somebody after work and whatever. But I still had that weird kind of anxiety mm-hmm. pit in the stomach all day. And then I get to uh, I got to the grocery store. It was still light up because I saw two of my best friends. Um, at that point in time, I hadn't known anything. I didn't even know that my dad was dead. Um, and that was right around the time that my cousin was getting the call and that he was giving my number to the detectives. And my two best friends were, were there. Um, so I was able to see them and have them there without really knowing that I needed them. Yeah. Yeah. And that was uh that was the last time that i saw one of them and he ended up passing away three months and two days later wow yeah that it was, was uh, it's it, it was a grief filled year and especially those three months have just um it's it's changed my brain chemistry for sure
0: yeah i, I can imagine yeah. i didn't so- know i
2: needed them and they were there and i still think that that is like, it's a, it's a blessing in disguise type of thing. It's a silver lining.
1: Yep. So, it's being right there on Route 1, you would have thought someone saw something. Did the police do anything?
2: Well, the next night, the around the to... same time that uh, the fire would have had started, they ended up putting up a roadblock. And they asked, I guess, hundreds of people, from what I was told. Um, and nobody said anything. Nobody saw anything. And the only reports that has been put in was by the neighbor saying that there was a pickup truck. Uh, Somebody got out of the passenger seat. Somebody stayed in the driver's seat. And not too long later um, is when they noticed somebody had peeled out and the fire was starting.
1: Did they say, did the pickup truck leave through the graveyard drive there? Or Mm -hmm. did they just pull right out and go on the road? They
2: didn't say. Um, but I'm assuming they would have just pulled out because if you keep going down that way, it's just going to bring you back to Lower Linton, coming back up.
1: Okay, so it's like a U—you can't get out another way.
2: Right, and if you do, there's a lot more. It, it would have been—it would not have been the smart choice to take. There's too many curves and dead ends down that way.
0: So, what is the building uh, across the road there from him? That larger building—is that like a convenience store or?
1: Yeah, Sleepers yeah.
2: Market. Yeah, sleepers.
0: So I'm assuming they probably didn't have any cameras on the back side of their building to
2: not facing towards the road or anything like that, no. Man. And I, I think what they were thinking was that um whenever the truck left, they probably kept going down Route One there instead of going through up uh, past sleepers, which would have been going through town.
1: Right. Did uh witnesses <clears throat> say what direction the pickup traveled?
2: Uh, if it is stated, it's not been put out to the public. Okay. I do now know did- that there is roughly 1800 or maybe more now 1800, um, documentations in this case.
1: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Have they shared that with you? Like, have you been able to go yes. through the file? I
2: haven't. I have not yet. Um, the current detective, uh, we are on detective number three, and um, he has told me previously that he has um, taken the time like off the clock to look at these files too, because there are so many different points. It, um, is, just a,
0: is that Caribou Police, or is it a county, or... Uh, like yeah, State, I mean. police, right?
2: State Police, yeah. Detective uh, Adam Bell in I can't remember
1: what troop it is, but it's in the Holton. Okay, I think it's, it's, I think it's just Portland PD that can do murder investigations, and then the main state police. It might be like one other city. I can't remember. No, okay, any murder but investigations usually state.
0: But it's it's crazy how often we hear about that when there's uh, a murder or someone missing. How how many times it gets handed off between detectives? Like, and you you have to imagine that that doesn't help the case at all because anyone that might be slightly familiar with it. You know, then it gets handed off to someone else and they have to go through everything all over again.
2: Well, yes. Um, I, I think I got a little bit lucky with this. So the the very first detective, um, I believe he ended up retiring um, or maybe changed where he was. I, I think one of the two, but I know the second detective um, was... He had also known about the case. Um, one of them was there the night like as... Um, an officer was there the night that it happened. So okay. they already had a little bit of knowledge. Um, and now, yeah, the second detective was there that night and then he ended up moving to a different, like he's not doing homicide work anymore, I believe. Yep. And now the third one, he's fresh set of eyes, brand new. Um, and I, I personally feel that when you see a lot of like the old cases getting solved, that's kind of the three things that you get. You have like the veteran detective, you have somebody that was there that day and you have a fresh set of eyes hmm and we're currently working with the fresh set of eyes
1: well, we should tell so, him that it's it's a good way to get promoted if you solve these cases
2: <laughs> What's, yeah, what's really. his name? uh detective adam bell
1: adam bell all right so adam bell if you're listening did you let him know you're going to be talking to us about the case at all
2: i have not you... i haven't talked to him in a little bit thing schedules are just kind of not really aligned uh if i miss a call i can't directly contact him i have to leave another message and unfortunately just with work and the kid it is yeah so it's
3: you're,
2: hard you're still, it. you still
0: you do, still do keep in contact though he like he's trying to keep you updated that's good at least that's encouraging <laughs> yes. to hear
2: absolutely for sure and I, i'm very vigilant on that as well i have been uh this whole time
0: you have to be you sometimes do. you like you it, sometimes yeah. it really seems like if if the families aren't pushing, like the the cops aren't pushing themselves.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I'm the only one like that. I'm his only kid. He has uh, my uncle Joe that is also pushing for this. Um, right there, he uh, he's the only other person that is doing anything else other than well, you know sharing reward, right? else. Yeah. What's the yep. reward and now? I think it's at twelve thousand. And he's, oh, was... he was working with Crime Stoppers as well.
1: Oh, cool! So his his brother actually kind of fronted a lot of that money, right?
2: Uh, yes, yep. And then there was an anonymous donation for the uh, the two thousand after because he, um, Uncle Joe, ended up gathering ten thousand. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. Now is has anything? Uh... Come back to you as far as people that maybe didn't get along with him. Any 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 sort of motive whatsoever for for wanting to do
2: him harm. There's a few different theories that are roaming around. Um A couple of them seem logical, or it it, it could make sense. And then there's a couple of them that are just completely out there, just bonkers, and don't make any sense. The right. biggest one. Um, I feel personally that uh, my dad was collateral damage for somebody else. Oh, okay. I do not believe that my dad was involved in anything that would have warranted this type of horrid crime on somebody. He, mm-hmm. he wasn't that, that type of dude. Uh, unfortunately, some of the family is, though.
1: Okay. So you, you had told me before you thought maybe he was holding something for somebody else. Well, was he
2: um, he was he he was holding. It's going to sound ridiculous. He was holding about four pounds of weed for my my other uncle, um, but that wasn't taken. They ended up seizing that. Mm-hmm. So that, and that and seems then like a silly thing to, to try and
3: kill
0: someone over. Anyways, is a few pounds of weed. Right. I mean.
2: But he also had cash on his person. He had a little less than a thousand dollars on this person. Okay. So they, okay, they didn't take the money. They didn't take the weed. Yeah. Okay. So that does
0: not That's to check out.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. The yes, there is. Um, the only other thing that I know of that was missing was the bolts out of all of his guns.
0: The bolts. So
2: just that the makes bolts. no sense.
1: So and and, and okay. Sounds and this like is sep- September. Oh, getting
0: uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm you know, I'm just trying to to rationalize why the bolts. Like, what what reason did was that something you ever knew him to do is take the bolts out of his gun?
2: No, uh, uh, to be honest with you, I never knew where he kept any of his guns. I know he oh, had okay. a bunch, but I never knew where he kept them. But was, they were probably in his room where I never went. I wasn't allowed to go in there, probably because right. his guns were in there. Um
1: Do you, do you think maybe he? took them apart to clean them before hunting season or anything like that maybe
2: i don't think there was a logical reason why he wouldn't have finished that project
1: so do you believe that maybe someone came in prior to him coming home removed all the bolts from his gun, so he couldn't grab a gun and do something
2: i that that theory has come across my head um yes there is really not many conclusions you can come to with that information
0: yeah, the only other thing that I could think is, did they ever find the bolts?
2: Not that I'm aware of. No.
0: Okay. Okay. And I was going to say the only thing I could think is maybe happened. maybe he took them out and was storing them so that they maybe they, there was moisture so that they wouldn't rust inside the weapon or something. But if they didn't find them, then that's
2: no. So after um, there was, I still don't have the list of everything that they had had, and some of the stuff got turned over to me, while some of it got turned over to my uncle Joe. Um, and I know that, uh, the bolts were not on that list cause they made it a point to say, yeah, you can have these guns to my uncle, but like, there's really no point in having them, um, at this point. So, and then afterwards I cleaned out the entire house with a couple close family friends and they were nowhere to do that.
0: Yeah. That's really weird. And, uh, is- and he wasn't, he wasn't like a felon or anything. So it's not like he couldn't have them, right? Like there's nothing that like trying to separate the bolt from the the firearm or something. Not that that would make any sense either. I'm just kind of spitballing. That's just really weird. I can't think of a reason for that other than kind of what you're saying. Maybe someone got in there and for whatever reason took the bolts out themselves.
2: Yep. Now, I think personally that that carnative, doing something like that, they must've known the type of dude that he was that he did have access to that. And, and I'm assuming that the only reason that I never saw any of it is because he was responsible and he put him away when I was there. Right. Like, and even the room that, cause he had his own bullet maker and even the room that he would do that in was locked on 100% of the time when I was there. Mm. So he was responsible with it. He knew what he was doing. It doesn't make sense.
3: Yeah.
0: And yet, yeah, if they were if they were on the property still somewhere, you could have come up with some conclusion, right? But if they're not there, why would he take the bolts out of his own firearms and discard yeah. them or hide them somewhere, right?
1: That makes no logical sense.
2: None.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, unless he did try to hide them because he thought someone was trying to get them, I guess. But still, that, that still would leave leave motive to like, why is he concerned about someone coming into his house, right?
2: Well, he, at one point, he was, but he had a few of his own home security things that he would use. So, basically, he had a, the front door and the back door. Um, wow. Okay. So, that just hit me that I'm, uh, I'm talking about this. And I know this is something that he wouldn't want people to know. But, like... You know, he's not here anymore, so I can't really like It's It's super weird and surreal to uh, come to this conclusion sometimes. Sorry. But so he had nice. a hole um, between or in front of the front door and the back door that was about a foot deep, and he would put um, iron rods down them so the doors couldn't be open from the outside.
3: Okay.
0: Huh.
2: And in case anything like the windows got broken in between any of the doorways, was a um, I'll call it like a snare trap. Yep. And he had, and it was whenever i go to bed, he'd set that up and it's all right. You already got your water. If you go to the bathroom, you're going to go this way through this door. You're not going to use anything else. You're not going to touch anything else. Um, don't,
0: don't hit the snare traps. Yes. That's yep. Bizarre.
2: Yeah. But he had been broken into before I was born, like early, early nineties. And I find, I found out, um, probably within the past year or so ago that, um, my mom thinks that's because she used to break in there when he wouldn't let her back in <laughs> so I, I don't but i don't that wouldn't explain why he would continue to do that after she moved four hours away right and i i remember that ever since i can have any memories of that house that it's always been like that
3: yeah
0: so so bizarre
2: yeah yeah the whole thing's really weird especially uh all at once
1: <laughs> yeah yeah when was the last time you spoke to him uh, before his death
2: um probably about two years before that two and years? we had yep two years we had a little bit of a falling out um it, it was a pretty big falling out Uh, Some stuff had happened. I was not in a good place mentally, and I ended up going into um, Acadia Mental Hospital for a little bit. And um, afterwards, some things were said. (laughs) I was never supposed to find out about the things that were said, but once they were confirmed, um, I ended up confronting him about it. And his response was basically, um, he didn't want to see the person that tried to kill his daughter. And as a 19 year old, it didn't trigger with me what he could have meant by that Mm. as a 29 year old. It hits really hard because that, that wasn't the same person that he knew and he didn't, he already had a knowledge of anxiety. Um, himself and he'd had lost a lot of people and I see why he had the response that he had but as a young kid that uh you know invincible I knew everything um at 19 years old ready to take on the world um (laughs) and I didn't probably oh for sure yeah complete assholes (laughs) um but I didn't have the processing that I have now and I didn't understand what he had meant and uh you know years go by and every so often I go back and I look at all of our previous messages and I start to understand a little bit more. So I had, uh, I had kind of distanced myself and I had gone no contact at that point. Um, I still, of course, he was my dad. I still loved him. I just didn't know how to articulate any of the feelings that I had to him at the time. Um, I I felt like, I'm sorry for,
1: I'm sorry for even bringing that up. I didn't realize it had been two years.
2: Before no, you it's, it's it's It is it is completely okay. It is uh, something that I've had to come to terms with. Um, it's weird though, because that year, it, I I told myself because it was it had been two years it had been long enough. I was I had a good job. Um, life was like going good at that point. I had just got my license. Like it was things were good, and I told myself I was either going to call him on Father's Day. Or his birthday that year. And I missed Father's Day because I, I chickened out. I got scared. I had his number dialed out and everything, and I got scared. I thought he wouldn't want to talk to me. And then I was going to wait for his birthday, and he ended up getting killed a week to the day before his birthday.
1: Oh, man. it's
2: awful. So I never really got the chance to do that. Um, I have still, since even recently, um, I do still message him. Like, I think... Christmas was the last time that I did, but periodically throughout the years, anything happens or any milestones uh, with my daughter, I, I still let them know. It's just kind of my way of connecting still.
1: Wow. So where's the PD at this point? Do they think they have any suspects? Is there a direction they're trying to take the case in?
2: There, there is um, at least one person whose name has been consistent since the beginning. name keeps coming up. Um, They did at one point tell me that they were worried that the suspect or person of interest, rather, um, is going to OD before they are able to get any solid evidence. But um, with that being said, this was um, a little bit before some other events that had happened and now the person of interest that name has been since the beginning is currently in prison for uh, I think another 12 years.
1: Well, it's not going anywhere then.
2: No, he is not. <laughs> um, I think at one point the detective had told me that they were trying to, cause he had, he's on federal charges. So they were trying to work with the federal government to maybe see if they can, If they had to charge him first for what he had already done, that for the federal stuff, they might be able to charge him again or maybe get him to like talk. Mm. But that's, and that was a few years back that he ended up getting 13 years total.
1: With that person of interest, did they say a motive, like why they think that person's involved or what the motive would have been?
2: No. No, there's none. None that they're willing to tell the public and none that they're willing to tell me. Did the yeah. uh,
1: person of interest have a pickup? Sorry.
2: <laughs> uh, not that I'm aware of. And I, I didn't even really know this person. Um, I've never heard of this person. Um, a few of my friends up north do know of the person. They don't know him, but they know mm-hmm. of of him. Um, other than my family that I don't talk to, that side of the family, because they apparently all hung out a lot together but they were into the same heavy drugs and that's i think so far that might be the current motive or in a result of um
0: right right somehow your dad accidentally got involved one way or another not necessarily participating right but
2: i think it was just because he personally i think it's because he was related to those people and he was one of the only ones of the family that wasn't living on the base, like or on the reservation at the time. Um, out of that side, that was heavy into the drugs, and never really got out of there. They've they're repeat offenders. So they just was, kind of was your
0: somewhere. was your father's uh, phone recovered from that? Was that something that was returned to you guys, or was it kept as evidence? Or
2: as far as I know, if they found it and it was in a condition they could get anything off of it, it must still be with them. Uh, it was never turned over to me. I know that he did have a cell phone, but his home phone also, uh, that was still at the house. And I believe they took his computer or the, because um, he had like a desktop.
0: Mm-hmm. But so that maybe, didn't like, make that. it back to yourself or your uncle, right?
2: No. No.
0: Okay. So I probably safe to assume that it's still being held for evidence.
2: Yep. Um one of the things that I did get was he had an external hard drive. And mm-hmm. um I quickly ran through that. I wasn't able, unfortunately, to get all the pictures that I wanted to off of that. Um at the time where I was um the person's house that I was at, it was we were just staying up there, and the um, storm was really bad. My laptop died. I didn't have any power. I ended up giving it to my cousin um, in hopes that that he'd be able to send me the stuff, but I think too much time had passed, and, and um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's all deleted now. Oh,
3: <laughs> Which, I, know, I mean,
2: but... stuff happens, and that's okay, because he was using it for school, and that's the whole reason that I told him to have the external hard drive was because he was still going to school, and um, it was a terabyte, I'm sure that it has been wiped beforehand and that stuff happens. Um, but I, that's the only thing that had any sort of documents like photos or videos or anything that was in my possession.
1: Oh, it's these comments over here. So Terry Staple says, does she feel the family members are involved that she no longer talks with?
2: I feel That's... that if they somewhat, uh, they might know information. And yeah. as far as I know, um not many of them have talked to the investigators, and the ones that are that have um are a little more distant. they're they're not closely related, you know, second, third cousins.
0: Wait, was your dad close with his family up there?
2: Ah, uh, he was close with his brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't really care for most of his brother's kids, though unfortunately I and mean, i remember growing up and hearing a lot of shit being talked <laughs> a lot
0: well um, and nephew's can be that way i guess yeah. yeah
2: he he cared about his brother jeff um what i think is a too much amount cuz he ended up enabling him unfortunately uh but in the 90s uh from like 90 to 96 i think he ended up putting uh, half a dozen liens on his home to get jeff out of jail Oh wow, wow! Yeah, and Jeff never really stopped with that kind of behavior. He was, he has passed since. Uh, honestly, I kind of blocked it out, so I don't remember when. But I know that he's been gone for a few years now. Um, so he really is wouldn't be of much help, even if he was still here. He he stuck to. He didn't know what was happening, but I honestly believe if it wasn't him, that it might have been his kids involved in having information or involved.
0: Mm-hmm. Man. And you know what seeing these pictures, your dad just looks like a looked like a genuinely like wholesome guy.
2: Very mm-hmm. much. Um, he definitely had this like demeanor about him that um he could come off as intimidating, but he was a very kind person. Um mm-hmm. uh, He loved his friends and the people that were close. He had a pretty large friend base, uh, but the few that were really close were, he loved them.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. He loved them so much. To the point where I know one of his friends, um, he ended up repainting their cabin five or six different times, and he just didn't like the way that it looked. And I came across all of these paintings after. And it, all the same, they, they say the same on the back. And these were back in 2007 is when he did those. And he ended up never giving them to the couple they of the cabin because he never liked the way that it came out. But he spent all that time trying to make something what he would have considered perfect for them.
1: Oh, How awesome. tall is your dad? He looks tall.
2: Yeah, he was uh, six five.
1: So 6'5", dude
2: maybe six
1: With guns in his house six, and someone's six, able to go in there and murder him.
2: Yeah. And that's why the, the bolts that makes that really suspicious. Um, I, and, and another thing, um, sorry, circling back, I think he might've known that somebody was coming cause he would have never answered the door if he didn't know who was coming back. Mm-hmm. I, I remember being there, somebody knocking at the door and you say, stay quiet. You don't say anything. They, they'll go if they need something, they'll call, and he would never answer the door if he did not know who was coming.
0: I feel like right. I could connect with your dad on a very spiritual <laughs> level here
1: with everything you're saying about him.
2: That,
1: that's interesting. Yeah, though, <laughs> that basically says he knew who came in his house that night. So, yeah, or I had, had a, a very
2: theories. good reason
1: to open the door, right?
2: Right. So, I have a couple theories. It was either, um, he hadn't. <clears throat> placed the iron bar down in the hole at that point yet maybe he was still expecting a few people to stop by um or somebody had called said they were going to be there and they're the ones that did it or somebody called said they were going to be there and somebody else showed up
0: yeah and that's, Those are that's just- like anything involving a phone call you think that that would have been able to be been tracked down right that hopefully the mm-hmm. cops have have looked into that
3: yeah, maybe.
0: And maybe 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 that has something to do with the uh, the computer being being withheld as well. Maybe it was a, a message. I don't know if he used Facebook or anything like that, but
2: yeah, for sure, absolutely did. Had a lot of different um, of the like the Flickr. Um, he might have had a photo bucket, maybe.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, he he liked. I, I'm surprised he didn't have a Tumblr. To be honest. <laughs>
1: I don't even know what happened. Hey, an art, artsy <laughs> guy, right? So, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, shoot, I just had a really good question. It was going to be dynamic. <laughs> no, probably not. But. Well, in the meantime,
0: <laughs> uh, Doris says, "Praying Thanks. for justice."
2: Thank you. No. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. We have a little guest here.
3: Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. You're going to get on the table. You're going to be over here.
1: <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Was um, Do you have a Facebook page dedicated to your dad's case to try to generate tips? I know that's what a lot of people do.
2: I don't, um, but that's only because I currently and previously have not had the energy to put behind something like that. Um, I have a five-year-old and that alone takes up a lot of energy. I also suffer from chronic pain. Uh so both of those take up a lot of my time. Um so basically what I do is I just try to share online as much as I can and um I'm I have a good chunk of friends on Facebook and um a good chunk of followers on Instagram plus I have started I think I've made one TikTok about it so far. But I'm going to try to use those platforms more. TikTok mostly. Mm-hmm. there's a lot i've had a couple other people make a few videos about it
1: i actually meant to share this uh, live event in the caribou town page and i totally spaced it and forgot to do that so it would be interesting to see what people up there have to say
2: yeah a lot of them have theories
0: um and Terry's asking what was the ruling of the medical examiner's report did that that actually didn't come out to you right it
2: has not been released no, because it's still an active investigation, and they think that if um if anybody is talking about it and they have solid information, it will match the, what the report says. But as of mm-hmm. right now, there is there is nothing out.
1: Right, they want the uh, guilt knowledge, right? So they've only said that it was definitely a homicide, but they didn't say manner of death.
2: Right. right. So technically, the entire um, summary of the case can be put into uh, he was found dead inside a piece of his burning home that night. And
0: that is about as much information that is out there
2: that's bizarre by the police
0: yeah. It, it, it does seem a little weird because normally any other circumstance they'll they'll at least release something you know some sort of information
2: right Terry
0: so also says uh, somebody answers your questions uh, why doesn't the fam why doesn't the family I'm assuming why wasn't the family made aware? I'm assuming of the details of the
2: uh, because of we the open investigation, um, they don't want to hinder the process of anything. Uh, they want to get as much solid information and evidence as possible so they can try to charge somebody. There's a lot of circumstantial evidence that is not uh, held up in a court of law.
1: Do you know if the police went to his funeral or anything uh, just to see who would show up type of thing? Or mm-hmm. if they staked we up actually... the house after a burn to see if anyone would drive by or anything like that?
2: uh they did have patrolling officers um around it but they didn't have anybody stay there um or anything and we actually did not have a funeral or a burial for him it is not something that he would have wanted um some people still go to the house and put like flowers in the mailbox or something and that's that currently that that's fine um nobody that's doing that is damaging the property or anything so right now that's fine um, but no, we didn't have anything like that basically because he was a very reclusive person and it's not what he wanted.
0: Yeah, it is. So is the the property under your uncle's name now or is that? That's mine. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Do you think you'll ever uh, move back up there and live there?
2: I don't know. Maybe when I'm old. But currently, um, I can't, especially with my daughter and how the area is, I can't have her up there.
3: Right. I don't right. want to be
2: subjected to any of that. She currently, she's only five, so she, she only knows that her grandfather passed before she was born. Um, she is a very smart kid, though. She. She knows uh, that something had happened. We don't talk about it around her. We've never said anything. But one day she was um, looking at pictures because there's I have a bunch of pictures of them on our wall and stuff. And she started crying. And then she asked um, who died him. And I, at that point, I was kind of taken aback. And I told her the truth that we don't know. Um, and then she was, you know, that was about two years ago. So she was like three at the time. And she, her three-year-old mind, she was on to the next thing. But she gets sad that he's gone and that... He's not here, but she was born three years after he was killed. Three years, um, and weirdly, like, her birthday is September 29th, so I was having, like, oh, that, yeah. worst, that, that worst week between the 24th and my dad's birthday on the 1st, smack dab in the middle, my kid was born.
0: Oh, man. Um, really so she, was,
1: she was born the same year he passed away? Uh, so, three, three years three, after. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that
0: um and yes uh oh sorry that's the wrong one doris uh sounds like he was murdered and someone let the house on fire to hide any evidence talks, yes that's that's absolutely what right. you must have joined a little bit late so yeah that that is what happened is he was he was found in his house the police ruled that it, is, it was a, a homicide but they're uh not releasing any details yeah there we go. <laughs> yeah yeah that,
2: that is exactly what happened uh but that's as much as as they've put out there, but like I said, there is at 1800 pieces, uh, different points that is in the investigators files, uh, with, I'm assuming more is growing cause he is, uh, the last time I talked to him, it has been seven, eight months maybe. But the last time I talked to him, he had an interview that day with somebody.
0: Okay. That's, that's, that's encouraging at least. Yeah. Like it, that's- it is.
2: And, they're They're convinced that that this will be fruitful. Um, it is not the main thing on their on their plate because they there are other cases that have more prominent evidence, um which I completely understand that is it's more pressing and and I get that, but it's the fact that they're still working on it. Um, I can take comfort in that,
0: yeah, because now it's yeah. been what's eight years yeah. now since then. So like that's still quite a while. It's it's you, a long you just time. Don't, just just don't want it to turn into one of those thirty-year-old cases when they had piles of evidence and.
2: Right, I'm I'm just a little scared that uh, I might not see it in my lifetime. I guess. You, you see a lot of cases that do get solved way later, um, and the families of those victims, they they get to have that knowledge, but living this and not knowing. Um, it, it is an own personal hell
0: yeah um and junior uh you're seeing we've caught these most of these comments are coming from Facebook just so you know
1: <clears throat> um <coughs> Sorry, and I did get last of 47 minutes without coffee <laughs> been sick all day um so what Where do you go from here? Jess? like, what can we do to help? Uh, What do you think is going to be the ultimate outcome of this? And how long do you think that's going to be?
2: How long I think it's going to be? I think it's going to be a while. Unfortunately, I can hope that it's going to be sooner. I can hope that this year is going to be the year. Uh, But with the way things are going, the reality of it is that it's going to be longer. Um, Is sharing the case as much as possible um, is definitely a, a big help. Um, like I said, I think I'm going to, I did do a TikTok. I think I'm going to start doing that a little bit more now that, um, Mm -hmm. a little more versed with that, um, (laughs) and I have a little bit more of a following. Um, I only have like three videos out there, so it's not really a spectacular thing, but, um, I have followed a lot of true crime TikToks themselves. And a lot of them are like, they follow back type of thing. Um, I even have one that I got friends with. He has like 2.1 million followers. Currently, oh, wow. and um, he's going to be working on doing a little thing about awesome. my dad. Soon. So basically just sharing it and try to get it out there more is the best thing that I can ask can be done. If anybody knows anything, then anonymous tips can be sent in. Uh, you don't got to worry about saying your name or anything. Like if that's something that you're worried about, there are anonymous tips for that reason.
0: And and if you, if you if someone or you does manage to start a page um, or anything, anything you want us to share, send it to us. And obviously we'll, we'll share that out for you.
1: Uh,
2: okay. Thank you. And
1: we, and we should say that. I'm um, days... oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: Uh, one of these days, that, that is something that has been on my list. Uh, I just currently don't have the the mental energy.
1: No, no. To that's, handle yeah.
2: like
1: that. that's understandable. So we had covered your, your dad's case season two, episode two. So that was a couple years ago. And then, I believe Dark Down East also covered your dad's case. Yep. So if people want to listen to uh, Kylie Lowe talk about your dad's case and everything, that's another place yeah. to go find yep. more information about it.
2: You both did such a great job with those episodes. I'm more than pleased with how they both came out. Um, and I am excited that I'm not the only one that is willing to put this case out there.
0: No, no, absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, We did have something that we wanted to mention here, not to intrude on on your story, but uh, for the people listening, we did set up a Patreon and we wanted to thank uh, Mary Nason for being our first uh, Patreon subscriber.
1: Had to say that real quick. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Yeah. see uh, Terry's comment here?
0: (laughs) Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, Can she hire a private investigator? Uh, Where still ongoing investigation i'm i'm sure that a private investigator could still look into it um
2: yes think, but they, they wouldn't they have still access questions.
3: to right yeah and they just that have access that they just to access to everything.
2: can't and right, that right. has also um it, that's definitely been something uh, a topic but i uh i also don't have the money for something like
0: that no exactly yeah right. yeah now the, the the freedom political. freedom of information acts though there's still you can still get access to some stuff with that though can't you or is um, do they have restrictions?
2: I think there's restrictions with ooh, if I remember yep. correctly I think it is if it's still an open case technically even if it is cold they still can't get any of that it, information. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, do you know if did the detective mention anything about like any DNA evidence that? Or fingerprints or anything?
2: No. Um, however, this is still in the house. Like it's there right now. There is one of, there is blood on the walkway um, going into the house right next to the door. But that mm. could have very well been from bringing him out. Um. They haven't said anything. They never confirmed or denied it. At the point, they couldn't. But there is um, like the strips from them taking pictures, like the reflective tape and whatnot. Then that's still
1: there. And what was the accelerant used, do you know? No, nope,
2: don't know. They have not released that.
1: You never saw like any cans or anything laying around or No. Nope. And 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 I'm
0: assuming was this uh the house looked fairly small, so was was the living room kitchen kind of uh together? Was it all sort of one larger area down in the in the
2: middle? Well, when you first walk in, um, there's immediately stairs, and you turn to the right, and there is the living room, and then there's a small doorway going into the dining room slash kitchen. Okay. Um, so it is a fairly small area, but um, it was basically to the right of the house. To the left of it was um, a room that he had like his uh, his storage meat in, and then a bathroom that didn't work anymore, okay. yeah, but it was on that the left side of the house. So the right side was... Um, where he, I know that's, that is much, I know that's where he was found at least on that side. Um, yeah. I think what they had alluded to was that, um, where he was found could have possibly also been the accelerant spot.
0: Okay. But I, and I, I was mostly asking that to, so that there wouldn't have been any confusion. Is it like a fire in the kitchen spread to the living room? It was most definitely started separately from that
1: kitchen altogether. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely in the living room. Um, you can see the giant circle.
1: Did you um, take your own pictures while you were there?
2: Uh, yeah, I have a... Actually, I have a about 15 to 20 minute long video still. I do have a bunch of pictures from when I first got up there uh, throughout the years of cleaning it out. And then um, currently with it, it's just kind of like a shell of a house now. Um, everything's been taken out. It's still burnt in there. The soot is everywhere. So I have kind
3: of a timeline of photos of us cleaning it up.
0: Hmm. There's a comment here. <clears throat> Apparently someone that, that knows you, AIHP. Hi, Jess. LOL, I guess. Hi. Or Al. Al.
2: I'm not sure. Hi.
0: <laughs> oh, I uh, went to middle school with Jessica.
2: Oh, I am so sorry.
0: It's Alyssa. I <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's Alyssa, there's out. so many. <laughs> we went to school with like four Alyssas, dude.
1: <laughs> Alyssa, you're going to have to change your uh, profile picture from the cat to your face.
2: <laughs> is this Alyssa that was from up north as well, or a different one? Because there's so many.
0: Last initial is P. Girl. I
3: don't...
2: I don't. <laughs> Girl, you're gonna have to find me and message me.
1: <laughs> I said Gardner.
2: Well, there was um a girl that uh actually I knew from the county. She was cousins with a girl that I went to school with. She ended up moving down to the Gardner area whose name was Alyssa.
0: Um, she also said that her, her best friend was Vanessa.
3: We're Don't know if that solves technology. anything. You tell? <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay yeah. is it making sense, sense now
2: a little bit little bit girl you're gonna have to yeah find me message me please <laughs> <laughs>
0: um Right. uh yeah is there is there anything else that you you maybe wanted to share before we before we finish this up or
2: I don't think so, other than like thanking you guys again so much for this. I, I really appreciate this oh, opportunity. Oh, not,
1: not a problem at yeah, all. We're, we're happy to do this for you. Yeah, absolutely. We want to see justice for your dad and, and for you as well.
2: He deserves it. He's a good person.
1: Oh, yeah, see? We figured it out. She changed her name so work people couldn't find her. So we are really
2: good well, that tracks. Um <laughs> that tracks. I got lucky. My my current job, I um I ended up finding out that I am friends with my boss and have been friends with my boss on Facebook for about eight years.
3: <laughs> oh.
2: And, uh, yep, which means he's seen all my shit posts and everything and uh still decided to <laughs> hire me. So it's good. Still hired you. Yep. I can I can appreciate that. <laughs>
1: all right jess if you don't have anything else for us um we're gonna say goodnight to you and thank you everyone for tuning in and watching
0: yes very thank much you. greatly appreciated everyone and and hope you all have a great night and and like i said anytime you get anything that you want us to share we absolutely will we'll put that up
1: for you guys and i was going to say that too the the people watching please share this episode so that uh, jess can get justice for her dad absolutely all yes, right yes, well thank yes, you
0: everyone for oh yeah not a problem Thanks everyone for watching and uh, we will see you next week. Good night.